Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Limburg. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. David Freeze. Swing and a long one in the right. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's at the wall. It is. That's how the decade started, 2010 and then 2011 right there, a world championship for the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Blues finish it with a Stanley Cup. We've been looking back at the decade in sports in St. Louis and looking ahead to 2020. And joining us is the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock at 1132. Mo, good morning. I remember after that game six going down into the clubhouse right outside the manager's door, it was you, me, and Bill DeWitt the third, and I looked at you, and you looked at me, and we said, "Wow, <laughs> that was that was unbelievable! What a way to start uh, the decade and to finish out a World Championship." Well, good morning, and you're right. I mean, very exciting times, and you know, you think back to that World Championship, and there's there's so many memories, and there's there, there's also a lot of just things that are a blur, and. You know, taking the time and, and sitting back and, and, and relishing in that, I'll probably do sometime in my retirement, but I really have never just sat and watched all seven games or, or you know, tried to reflect on that period because, as, as many of you remember, that's uh, the next day Tony LaRusa had stepped down as manager. And then, uh, of course, we had that off season of that negotiation with Albert Pujol. So it was really sort of nonstop and, and, uh, but as I look back at, at the last 10 years, you know, there's a lot to be proud of. And um, it, it's something that, you know, you take a lot of pride in knowing that you, you never had a losing season and uh, certainly uh, some very competitive teams. I remember the off season very well. And after the parade, Tony informing everybody that he was stepping away and you hired Mike Matheny. Mike went right to work. In 2012, team went to the postseason. 2013, they went to the World Series and took the Red Sox to a game six at Fenway and lost it. 14, the NLCS against the Giants. 15, team won 100 games and was banged up, had injuries, players moving up and down, and still won 100 games. The Cubs started to come up at that time, though, and the Cardinals just missed the postseason a few years, and then back in 2019, and you hired another manager. You know, that's a big part of your job. Everybody talks about the the transactions and looking and scouting players and moving players in and out, but hiring a manager is a huge decision uh, tell us about the Mike Schilt hire and how that came about when you recognized, and you talked about this a little bit in Atlanta, but how you recognized Mike Schilt was the next one for you. Well, you, you're always looking at building your pipeline, whether it's for managers, coaches, players, scouts. Um, it's, it's always about making sure that, that if someone should leave, that you have someone that can step in and do it. I mean, that's, that's, you know, 
any successful business sort of runs with that type of mentality or, or strategy. And in our case, you hire somebody like Mike Matheny, who's who's young, who's who's stepping into a, a, a very dynamic or organization. You're not necessarily thinking about what his replacement would look like, just given the fact that he's getting that opportunity. But as the years went on, we start to realize that change might need to happen. <clears throat> and so ultimately, excuse me. No, it's, a, hey, it's that <laughs> time of fighting, year. <laughs> fighting a cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Mike Schultz was someone that, that came up through the organization. He was always someone that had that presence that you knew there was more in there and there was more of a future. And so for him to, to get this opportunity, it wasn't like just one striking event that said, oh, he might be a big league manager, but it was something that I think that he always was preparing himself for that next step. And successful people are thinking that way. And he is someone that, that wanted to prepare himself for the opportunity. So if he ever got it, he could run with it. And he has. He was able to take this team to the NLCS in his first full season. Mike Schilt, the National League Manager of the Year. And moving ahead to 2020, he has a, a task on his hands to keep this team at that level, the National League Central Champions, and hopefully beyond. Uh, the players that he has to work with, looks like you have a good team. I'm not saying that you're done, but if you look right now at the depth you have in pitching, the depth you have in the outfield, for sure. Uh, and in, in other areas, this is a pretty strong team moving ahead as it stands right now, John Mosellock. Yeah, look, we're pretty excited about our club. Um, we're not at January 1 yet. We're still about six full weeks before we, we get to Jupiter. But, you know, the clock's ticking. We get it. And, um, you know, we'll keep uh, paying attention to not only the free agent market, but also the uh, the trade market if something makes sense for us. But, you know, certainly the, the last uh, six weeks have, have flown by and, um, you know, we're excited about the additions we've made. But we went into this offseason knowing it was going to be one of those that, that was not going to be headliners or win the offseason or whatever phrase you want to use because we had a strong belief in our club and, and we really feel like we have a lot of talent. I feel like we have a lot of young talent that, that needs to emerge and, and be given that opportunity. And if, if that happens, um, should be an exciting year for us. The outfield in particular has a lot of opportunity there, both from a speed standpoint, a little power, and there's some great fielders as well. You have a, an ample opportunity for somebody to emerge in each spot, although one of them we know, right? I mean, Dexter Fowler is going to be back. If you look back at Fowler's 2019, what encouraged you, John Mosellock, in what appeared to be really a nice bounce back for him? And what are some of the things you'd like to see a little more out of Dex? Well, I think like last year, the, the one thing that stands out is, you know, he felt confident in his game and knew he could contribute. In terms of what you hope to see this, this coming year, again, is just build on that consistency. Um, when you look at, at our overall club last year, and, and so not just saying this is on Dex, but overall from an offensive, offensive standpoint, more contribution from, from all positions would be something that we'd welcome. And, you know, for us to truly be successful, that's ultimately what you're going to need to see happen. I was walking my dog the other day, and one of my neighbors said, Hey, Ackerman, so this lefty, you know, what do you think? I mean, is he going to get it done? Is this, is this the guy? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to see what he looks like in Jupiter. I can tell you what I've seen on YouTube. He's got a great slider. But I, I said, I know this. 
the Cardinals have been scouting internationally for a long time. They have a pretty good track record over there. John Mozalek, I would feel that uh, between Matt Slater and other members of your front office who have done the legwork here, you have uh, enough information on KK that you feel like this is someone who has some experience that can get some stuff done for you. Yeah, I think that's correct. I feel like the most important thing that's changed probably in the last 10 years is just our analytical confidence on being able to take performance from Korea or Japan and then translate that back over here. And and so it, it obviously becomes easier for all of us here in the States to do that when you have more and more players coming or more and, play, more, and more players coming back here. So as we look at what KK did over there, you know, we feel pretty confident that he'll be able to fit in nicely to what we're trying to do. And when we were looking at the market, we felt like this was a, a pretty low risk shot for us to try. And, you know, given the success we have had with players coming back over here, we thought it made a lot of sense for us to go down that path. Well, what's the latest with Carlos Martinez? You've been so gracious to update us on his status. I know that he was going to start a throwing program. How's he doing? Um, you know, I think he's going well. I honestly haven't had a whole lot of conversation with our training staff over the last week or so, so no major updates. Um, I'll probably re-engage with our group tomorrow and, and just really see where everybody's at. So hopefully next week I'll have a better answer for you. That would be good. We appreciate that. And uh, there are, of course, uh, a few health questions that we'll touch on next week. Finally, just to wrap up, I mean, you just look overall at uh, what the Cardinals in 2020 will look like. The division uh, is interesting. And I know you've told me that you don't make moves based on division, uh, but uh, it looks like, I'll just say, a competitive division. I mean, I'm not really sure what the Cubs and Brewers will look like a few weeks from now. I'm not sure what the Cardinals will totally look like a few weeks from now. I know what the Reds look like. And the Reds are starting to throw some money around. They've improved, haven't they? They look tough. Well, they have, and, and obviously I think, you know, looking back at, at their past year, they made a lot of their transactions based on 2020, and so that's been their focus. And, you know, I think overall our division is going to be competitive just so as it is year in and year out. It just might be a different team or two that's starting to emerge and, and, and be that team that's going to be more competitive. But, you know, I, I do caution everybody right now that there's still a lot of time in our off season. Um, we we sort of gravitate to that sort of magical, the holidays of, of come and gone and all teams are set. But the reality is, is there's a lot of time and there's still a lot of trade rumors going around in terms of what may or may not happen. And so when you really look at our division, I think there's a lot of question marks. There's no denying that the Reds have improved. But, you know, certainly when you look at, at how it's going to play out, it's a bit premature to make that determination. Right. And I, just to go back to the Goldschmidt trade, you know, not saying you're going to make some mega trade here, but how, how did the Goldschmidt trade come about, right? Arizona let it be known that he was available. And once that happened, those phone calls between you and the Diamondbacks were pretty frequent, weren't they? They are, but when you think about those types of trades, there's really only a handful of, of teams that can actually engage in those types of deals. One is, do you have a need for a first baseman? Two do you have the prospects to actually acquire that type of player? And three, do you have the financial means to want to do that? And so when you start to like really peel back the onion on these types of things, there's really only a few places these types of players can go. And, and then when you also think about 
some of these more larger deals, does the player have control on where they go? Um, think about like the Stanton um, exercise we went through two years ago when we were looking at possibly acquiring him. He had a blanket no trade, so he really controlled where he'd go. And so ultimately uh, there were a few players involved in that in terms of teams, but ultimately he decided that he wanted to go one place and it was up to them to try to make it work, and, and they finally did. Well, we look forward to the rest of this offseason. We know that the team will be taking a look at all possibilities. We have the winter warm-up right around the corner, the baseball writer's dinner, the caravan. We're going to be off and running. 2020 is right around the corner, John Moselock. It really is. I'm looking forward to it. I wish everybody a happy new year, and uh, talk next week. Happy new year to you. Great to chat with you, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. There's the president of baseball operations of the St. Louis Cardinals, John Mosellock. It's 1144, Chris Blair, the president of Gateway. The Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway is going to be with us to talk about a mega deal they put together. That is a massive sports complex now. They just almost doubled in size. We'll tell you why and how. Golf is involved. It's next on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law